Yo, what's up? It's Alex from Young Culture, and you're listening to We Podcast, and we know things right now. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 247 of We Podcast, and we know things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Ator. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> you said you were going to do it. I still forgot. Ah, <laughs> oh, Stokes, baby. Sergeant Oaks. We are going to have a lot to talk about tonight with Dexter. As a matter of fact, our top three is going to be Dexter related. So if you haven't seen all of Dexter, you probably want to skip that uh, section of it. Cause <laughs> yeah, spoiler warning for Dexter. Spoiler, we're not trying to spoil the, but you know the, the actual show. But we're going to be talking about the reboot season and inevitably the ending of Dexter is going to come up. So if you haven't seen it yet, you're waiting to watch it for the reboot. When when you hear us start talking about Dexter, just fast forward a little bit. But to tonight's Layout is going to be a little different. Uh, we never, ever, ever start with TV, but we are tonight, which I'm excited about. But we have our picks of the week up top. We have trivia. It is eight for me, seven and a half for Sam. Starting in the TV space because this is where the big news is this week. It's incredible. Variety has reported a Pokemon live action series coming to Netflix. The final season of Lucifer got its release date. Dexter got a name and a trailer. And super, a release date. And a release date. So super excited about that. And that's where our top three is going to be. Our top three hopes for the Dexter you know, new season. We'll talk about the name when we get there. Some updates for the Peacemaker show on Superman. Michael B. Jordan is, is doing a Superman project. Hawkeye got a release date. Sweet Tooth is coming back. Moon Knight got some updates. Waterworld, of all things, has made the TV section. And that was a 1995 movie. Kevin so Costner. That's, that's just where know. we're at. That's just where we're at tonight. In movies, we got three reviews: The Suicide Squad, Batman: The Long Halloween Part Two, and Jungle Cruise. We have some Batgirl news, some Exorcist news, some Ghostbusters stuff. Uh, Expendables is making a triumphant return to the podcast. So we'll go from TV to movies. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> Sam will then take over in gaming, where he'll host and he'll talk uh, to us about a Pokemon Snap DLC. That's going to be fun. I have my impressions for the Xbox Series S as I've had a week with it. Really, I've had two sessions with it, but, you know, still plenty of time for me to get some impressions. Uh, Some Halo Infinite news, some PS5 news, and then Sam and I both have some impressions for our friends, friends of the podcast, Young Culture. They were basically our last interview besides Ryan Airy before the pandemic hit. I think it actually might have been even during it. I can't, I honestly can't remember, but our friends at Young Culture are releasing, have released a new EP, Godspeed. We have the impressions for that before Sam ends the show with a CGC TCG. So, so much to talk about. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get into it where we start, where we customarily do our picks of the week. I finally saw the show that everyone raved about for what, the last year? Ted. I saw Ted. No, I saw The Queen's Gambit. Damn it. Well, still, I'll take it because it's it is phenomenal. Yo, look, like I told you, I, I'm crossing them off the list, baby. I'm, <laughs> I'm going down the line and I'm hitting all the big shows that I missed in 2020 because they're, 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 we've just been just thrown so much. Like there's just like I feel like every time I turn around, there's a new movie on Netflix or something on Amazon. Hulu just dropped something. I I, I can't keep up, but it's it's good to know that when. Something's talked up so much, and it lives up to the hype. Yes, the Queen's Gambit. It 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 is just that, and I agree. You do not know. You don't have to know how to play chess to to watch this and understand it. Yeah, I I know how to play chess, so I feel like you. It's a little, you get a, maybe a little bit more enjoyment 
if you do like to play chess and understand it, I mean, I'm not going to say I know chess like, you know, I can go to like rook to a7, queen, you know, I, I can't call it like that, but I, I can play the game. But how she's playing it and how, you know, how Beth Harmon, how they show her effed up life between episode two when she's when she's grabbing them five at a time. If you, if you watch the show, you know what I'm saying. But basically, she's this orphaned chess prodigy that just just climbs the charts and, and becomes one of the best chess players around. And just from her the F top started the childhood um, to it was I forget the child actor who who played her young, but Anna Taylor Joy who plays Beth Harmon, you know, grown up, she was absolutely fantastic. The cast, a- everybody. Um, I I, I kind of I see people saying that it can continue. It it does like they they could do what they want, but. I mean, honestly, you, you you might want to leave this alone. I think I think just having a nice little sweet, like little limited seven episode series on Netflix, forty five minutes to an hour each episode. I I I can't recommend it enough. Whether you play chess or or you don't, check out the Queen's Gambit. I honestly, I'd never want to see another episode of it. Like, just keep it where it's at. I think it was a very uh, appropriate way to end it. The way yeah. they did, it didn't like blow you away but it didn't disappoint you i'm really really happy with it and i'm really happy you liked it because that show was my show of the year coming into this year until i rewatched ted lasso season one and that took the cake but on record for me the queen's gambit was my number one of 2020 it was just that good um so yeah highly highly recommended to everybody and anybody who has not yet seen the queen's gambit i'm very glad that that is your pick of the week and and the actor who played harry beltek Mm -hmm. he was dudley dursley in the harry potter movies um, he, he wasn't was the, he the, the nerdy kid of his step parents? Yeah, but wasn't he also in Game of Thrones? Um, he was he was the kid in, uh, w- who traveled with the with Bran, and he was killed by the White Walkers. And also, he was in Love Actually. No, no, no. You're you're thinking of a different guy. You, you're thinking of the you're thinking of the other guy with like the cowboy guy. Yeah, who are you? Who did you say it was? I, I was talking about Harry Melling. Is his, is the name? But he was playing Harry Beltek in the show. Um, but the guy you were thinking of was Benny Watts. Benny, yeah. Thomas Brody Strand. Yeah. Yep. And he's oh, in oh, this dude. Yeah. Who looks, uh, he looks like, oh, I can't remember who he looks like. He looks like the sinister dude. I can't remember who it is, but yes, he absolutely was in that. He was in the old guard too. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So it, again, I, I like the cast. I thought everyone did great. Check out the show. Yeah. Good call there. Very good call. My pick of the week is a Netflix show that I absolutely love last year. It didn't make any of my top three lists, but outside of that, I put out a top 15 TV shows last year on all my personal social medias. And I don't even know. I don't think I put it on our shows, but I definitely put it on my personal one and my personal Twitter, just trying to get everybody to watch it. And one of those shows that I put out there that I loved, and it was one of the first ones I saw, it happened in March, I believe, right when the pandemic started. So I was looking for new stuff to kind of pass the time. And I'm happy that I found that it. it's called Never Have I Ever on Netflix. And season two just kind of dropped like two weeks ago out of nowhere. I didn't even realize that it was coming, yet it dropped. Uh, and, you know, as much as I love the weekly release structure of a lot of shows, every now and again, it's really nice to just have Netflix drop them all at once and for you to just be able to binge them. So that's exactly what I did. I am a sucker for the high school teen drama. I love Degrassi. Everybody knows that. Never Have I Ever is basically a girl named Davy who is from India. Her dad dies before the show, so it's not like it's a spoiler or anything like that. And her and her mom are trying to navigate being, you know, uh, well, 
the mother came from India. She was born in the United States, but like navigating high school is you just lost your dad. You're kind of an introvert. You only have a couple friends, da, da, da. Very typical story from that perspective. But the way it re- like weaves in relationships and popularity and stuff, it brought me back. It always does because I'm a sucker for that. Season two was pretty good too. It wasn't my favorite. It wasn't as good as season one, but I'll say it lived up to a season, I guess a sophomore season of a show that I really enjoyed. It wasn't like it fell off a cliff. Um, That's good to hear. Yeah. And it ended pretty well. So never have I ever, it's a good show. I would say it's actually funnier than you would think. Um, And it is pretty neat. Uh, It's no atypical, atypical probably besides Ozark and stranger things, my favorite Netflix show ever. So, uh, maybe American Vandal up there too, but this is a good show. So check it out. Never have I ever, I believe, I believe I did talk about it as 10 shows you need to watch do that solo episode. I think I did. Cause I want to say somebody on Twitter randomly tweeted me and said, Hey, I watched never have I ever. And you were right. It was really good. I think that that happened. I don't know if that was from my episode or just me incessantly tweeting, but, uh, that would be it. That's my pick of the week is, uh, Never Have I Ever, yours is The Queen's Gambit. Both you can find on Netflix, so definitely can't go wrong there. It is eight for me, seven and a half for you in our trivia challenge. Race to 11, win by two. Sam, you go ahead and give me your question first. I probably. And it's a Pokemon question. Ooh, I love it. It's probably TCG, though. No, it is not. Ooh, even better. I have a chance. What level does Larvitar evolve into Puppetar? I think 55. Um... What oh, wait, no, does Larvitar into Puppetar? Evolve into Puppetar. That's okay, why I just right. repeated the question for you. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what, and what was your I, – I know the Puppetar. What was your, I, I was going to ask you that, but I was too confident that you know it. That was 55. I, it's Correct. all – Tyranitar all day. Yeah. So, but Larvitar into Puppetar I'm, is – I'm glad I left. I decided to switch. Yeah. No, that was that was all day. I think it's 30. Uh, yeah, I think it's 30. Correct. Yeah. Good. Th- Sam, thank you. Thank you for giving me a question I felt uber confident in this week. I, of course, I would have gotten it wrong <laughs> if, I, if I didn't overthink it. But yeah, okay, cool. That would make it nine to seven nine and a half. You have a chance to hang in here, though, because I think this is doable for you. Very doable. What was John Cena's first theatrical credit? Oh, Jesus Christ. And I'm talking movie only. Like He made an appearance in Psych. That doesn't count. Okay, but are you, so he's not. He does he have to star in it? Just his first theatrical credit. I will tell you this: he is, is like a main a wrestling, character. Is it like a wrestling? No, documentary? no, none of these docs, none of that, none of that. I'm talking about. That's what I mean. Theatrical. That's why I was very specific around that. Because, like, if you look at his IMDb, it's got every pay per view he was. I'm ever just going to since you went for it, I'm just going to go with the Marine. Yeah, that's it. I figured okay. you'd go there. He was in something before the Marine, I think, but it was uncredited. Um, so that's why I yeah, went with, I, I remember that there was so like, that's why I was like, under the mat or something like that. No, I, it was, um, ready to rumble the movie from like 2000 with, uh, uh, oh my God, David Arquette that with, oh, uh, Jesus Christ. remember the dude who like the fat guy who was the wrestler and he did the big elbow off the top. He was like the, the knight or something. I can't remember. Uh, funny guy I remember, but that's about it. I can't remember, but uh, yeah, anyway, so the the Marine, what was the Marine was the right answer. And then I had 12 rounds, legendary and Fred, the movie, the YouTube kid, uh, Fred. But yeah, that's easy. I'm I'm glad I went for it. I would have went with the Marine anyway. Nine to eight and a half. I was actually, you know, when I did that question at it's 848. Now I pulled that question out at 829. 
I forgot that yep. I did not give you a trivia. Dude, dude, oh, and I believe it. Sometimes, you know, it comes down to the last minute. You got to pull them where you can. I was like, holy shit. I have no trivia for this man. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get into the TV section of the show. And we're going to start where personally one of the biggest stories potentially oh, dude, ever. This, this could be huge. It also could bomb. <laughs> so we will see. But per variety. So this isn't just a dumb source. This is variety saying that we're going to get a Pokemon live action series in development at Netflix. So, you know, it's going to get all the episodes at once. This is a show. I definitely want all of them at once. And not only will it happen, but Lucifer's Joe Henderson is going to write and produce it. This could be a very big deal. Okay, but okay, is this like Detective Pikachu, or are we talking about a entire new world we're starting over? So that's originally, you know, inside baseball here, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome into the back world of the podcast. We had talked about our top three for the week, and I said, Sam, my first uh, option would be top three hopes for the Pokemon live action. We went a different direction, but that's kind of what would have come up in that conversation if we did the top three. Would you want it in? Ash's world would this be a live action Ash show or would this be you know personally I would want maybe if they retell the games for the 900th time I would want it from the perspective of red the actual main character um, you know red and, and his rival blue and stuff like that I think that would be fun but we've also seen that story a bunch and I think detective Pikachu did a really good job so if you were to give me maybe a different trainer a brand new one their perspective and their journey, nothing to do with Ash, nothing to do with you know Detective Pikachu. I think you'd be in for a good thing because it would kind of eliminate the predictability of it all. True, true. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind if they went with Ash, but just changed it up a little bit and kind of went their own way. But like you said, if they went completely, I mean, even if they just made up a whole new character, you know, three starters, whatever they pick and go from there. I, I'm just worried how it's going to look, though. That's the thing. I mean, the B- Detective Pikachu movie had a budget that supported that great CG. Yeah. Because um, those Pokemon, except for maybe Charizard's skin, the Pokemon looked phenomenal for the most part. And so you think to yourself, you know, TV budgets, is this going to be a giant budget? You know, I don't know. I mean, I, you'd think it kind of has I, to I mean, be. Netflix, you figure, like, almost has, like, an unlimited budget. And it's just, you know, are they going to dump a bunch of money into the CG? Or is this going to be dare I say, a really human story where we just get flashes of Pokemon to no. save the budget. I hope there's not. There's no, there's, I, I think they would know the backlash that they would get if, if, if that's what they released. And that's there's the no potential, way. right. And that's the potential for something like this to bomb would be if you focus too much on the human characters, because no offense, it's Pokemon. We're not here so much for the human piece of it. Even in Detective Pikachu, it was about a talking Pikachu who liked cigarettes and coffee. So as yeah. much as, you know, <laughs> J- Justice Smith and Caitlin Newton, I believe uh, were the two mains. They did well. Ryan Reynolds was the star of that. And that's who we wanted to see. So like if they went down the route of 10 year old trainer, da da da, that's fine. But here's what I don't want. I don't want a 10 year old trainer because 10 year olds suck at acting. Give me maybe a little bit more of a mature story, maybe somebody around 18 who we can at least believe. And, and that's what I was going to say. I was like, well, because remember, like, when I'm 13, I'm thrown out into the world. I got to become a pro quadra. I was like, okay, you know, make 18, like, it's okay. It, so it's, you, don't, you, you don't go to jail. Right. And also <laughs> the fact that, like, a 10-year-old doesn't save the world. Like, in Pokemon games, they got kind of off the rails in Gen 4 and 5, especially 5, where you're, like, literally saving the world. I don't want that. Gen 1 had a story of let's just become the champion. I would like that. Like, keep it on the battles and even Gen 8. 
like that's fine with me, but like 10 year olds don't do that. So like, I would agree to make it a little bit uh, of an, an older thing. Like I, I want to see him start with the starter. He, he battles, he evolves it season two. He, you know, gets his first badge or, you know, he's working towards like the, you know, the elite four. Like I, I want to see that entire journey in, in, in a live action show. I really just hope that it's, you know, I want to see what Dragonite looks like. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> hey, Lance is the Elite Four member That's in the Kanto so I We have to get to the, at least the Elite Four. What's well, that? Well, three seasons? But you're also – that's also guaranteeing that it's Kanto. It might be – hell, it might be a new region. You know, they could make up a region. Pokemon Snap made up a region. Pokemon Unite made up a region. Pokemon Conquest. Think- Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. I don't know if that's going to be the move, though. Well, why wouldn't it be? Even Detective Pikachu was a different region. It was its own thing. It was like, what was it? Rhyme, Rhyme City? There's no Rhyme City in, in Pokemon. It depends, though. It depends on how, like, I what's the word I'm looking for? On how, like, sacred they want to make this uh, IP. If, are they going to try to just remake the anime? Please don't. Like, I don't want to see Ash Ketchum with a Pikachu. I th- I'm way over Pikachu. Like, there's the question. What starters do you go with? Do you go with Char- Jenny? I mean, I'll go Charmander all day. Well, be- no, I mean, like, just what set of three? Do you go with oh, Gen 1 man. because it's the OGs? Do you go with Gen 8 because it's the new ones? Or do you do what Pokemon Legends Arceus is doing? Makes and do it. you just pick three seemingly random, although they have their place in the in you know Feudal Sinnoh. They have Rowlet, Cyndaquil, and Oshawott. Do you just go with three randos and just kind of go from there? What if it is like Pokemon Legends Arceus where they're doing a feudal Sinnoh where they're building the first Pokedex and we don't even like even deal with a trainer with badges. What if it's like an origin story of Pokemon? I I think I could maybe get behind that or maybe it's an anthology where the first season is that and then they fast forward. I don't know. It's endless. I guess it's just like I'm thinking nostalgia and I'm thinking gym battles and, you know, getting getting all late. Maybe I'm just stuck there. Could you would you agree with me if I said you already have that a billion times? If you wanted to feel nostalgic, the Indigo League is on uh, that anime is on Netflix. Yeah, but it's not live action though. You're not wrong, and live action does add that element, man. Just to see Pokemon battles. That's what I'm saying. Like that, that's what I, want. I want. I want battles. I, I want the Elite Four. I, I want to see the Pokemon that I grew up with. Like it, a lot of the new guys, I don't like. I know a little bit, but I don't really know them. You know However, I mean? ca- counter argument: A, there's plenty of Kanto out there. Gen One, there's more Gen One stuff than ever. For than anything else out there. Number or B, we are in our 30s. This show is surely not going to be made for people in their 30s. And kids now, their favorite gen isn't Gen 1. Kids now, their favorite gen could be 8 because it's the new one. It could be 5 because that's about, what, 10 years ago. And so if you're marketing to the kids, their first game might have been Gen 5 or Gen 4 because the remakes are coming out. And and Legends Arceus is in Gen 4. So like we got to think outside of our... I guess, comfort zone a little bit. And this might, truth be told, Sam, if they don't base it around Gen 1, this is, that's kind of good. It might be make or break for you. No, if it's not one or two, like I could be screwed. That's what I hope it is. I hope it's Gen 2, personally. I think Gen 2. And that's fine. Cyndaquil's still the shit. I think Gen 2 is a great place to go because number one, you go back to Kanto anyway. (laughs) So it kind of scratches that itch for us. Number two, Gen 2 seems to be a very logical place that people started because even if they started in Gen 4, you had Soul Silver and Heart Gold. So you still had Gen 2 remakes. But but at the same time, it's like, what what are you going to get people's attention? And they they know Charizard is one of the biggest Pokemon. Like, Charizard's one of the main Pokemon in Gen 8. So even still, 
he'd still potentially be in the show. The champion of Galar, his ace Pokemon is a Charizard that Gigantamaxes. So he still has a, you know, he, Eevee he, is the big one right now. Eevee is, is a huge mascot. You could probably see Eevee being the starter and like, who does he evolve it into or she? I don't and, know. And that could be like, I, I could see like Eevee. Like I would rather see that as the secondary, but I, I, again, e- either way, if it's one or two, I mean, dude, even if it's three, I'm going to watch it. As long as you don't pick the damn seal, I'm fine. Poplio. Poplio, that's Gen 7. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but that's Sun and Moon. I don't think they're going to go to a Hawaiian island. Or they could do something like completely different. Like I said, I don't know what that is, um, but I think this has possibilities. Obviously, we'll sit, you know, we'll, we'll throw the same cavit out there as we always do. We got to see footage. Maybe a plot summary will come out and we'll, we'll see all that. But this has me really excited to, for the possibilities. You know, if they go chalk and they go safe, that's fine. I'm still going to watch it and enjoy I was it. Say, exactly. We're going to see it no matter what. My my whole thing is I'm going to have a watch party. Like, no matter what, you, <laughs> Sean Carcitti, Jim Nugabauer, and Ryan Cunningham are going to be invited to my house the day it releases. We're all going to sit down and we're going to watch it together like gentlemen with wine. And like, I am like like thirty something year old men watching Pokemon. Five thirty year olds in a basement watching Pokemon live action on Netflix. It doesn't get any better than that, my friend. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I would say if it if it does go to any gen outside of one, I would like eight or two, and that would be perfectly fine with me. You could tell a really cool story around the three dogs pl- or the three mythical beasts, and you could even have the birds. As, in there. as long as the world's not ended. Yeah, that would be bad if they do an post-apocalyptic Pokemon show. That'd be super weird. And like Mankey saves the day. Um, but I, I think you're going to get plenty of nostalgia in there. They're not going to do this without catering to us because they're going to do that a little bit. Um, they're not stupid. The The older people, we are mostly Gen 1ers out there. Um, I am not, but I Gen 1 is still the most nostalgic and probably arguably my favorite overall Gen. So like, I'm still super connected to those 151. But you have those people like... The average Netflix viewer isn't 12. You know, they are that 18 to 35. <laughs> yeah. So they are going to cater a little bit to that audience. And they're going to throw the the Charizard in there for sure. The, the Mewtwo. Hell, maybe it's a story around Mew. And like trying to find and locate the mythical Pokemon known as Mew. I don't or know. Or like, like the beginning where you see Ho-Ho and he kind of focuses towards that and he changes his journey a little bit and kind of tracks him down or something. Oh, an alternate history where it starts off the same and then as soon as he sees Ho-Ho, instead of going one way, he just says, fuck e- it. Exactly. He walks he the opposite. Another. That'd be pretty neat. I, I, I would just totally be down. I, again, I want a new trainer. I want either random starters or Gen 2 or 8. And I wanted to tell a story that isn't predictable i'm yeah. sure it will be but that that would those would be my you know wish list here uh anything else you want to talk about about this pokemon live action just, before we move just, on? I hope, just release some more info soon please thank you even a plot synopsis that i'd be fine just just something even just a paragraph i'm sure we'll see this in 2023 would be my guess um i don't think oh even that this. fast huh I, I figured they might need more time with the cg um yeah, that's a good point. There is a ton that it does. It is going to rely really heavily on that. So, yeah, you, you might be right. Maybe early four, 24. I don't know. Maybe you know what? Here's a thought. Maybe it coincides with Gen 9. And like it releases alongside Gen 9. It might not be a la- a- around Gen 9, but I think Gen 9 comes in 23. So maybe like November 23 is Gen 9 drops along with this Netflix show because they did that with Journeys around Gen 8. They did. Maybe it was even last year with Journeys. I can't remember with the DLC, but they have that new series on Netflix that isn't actually just a retelling of the anime. It's actually new stuff. I don't love it. It's actually not really that great to me, but point being is I could see something like that with Gen 9. Yeah. 
<clears throat> again, Lucifer's Joe Henderson to write and produce that he's in good hands. I looked at him on Twitter. He's a father. He has young kids. So, you know, I'm sure he's kind of dialed in on the show and he understands a little bit more about it. Lucifer, obviously a great show. Uh, so I trust Joe Henderson in this, although I'm not super familiar with him. You're the Lucifer guy. So we'll move on to the next story of the final season of Lucifer will premiere September 10th of this year on Netflix. And, and gotta love Netflix. You get everything at once. And I believe it's, it's, that's it. You're getting the, the 10 final episodes of Lucifer. Uh, Netflix saved it after it only ran for Fox for th- oh, like three seasons. And then Netflix picked it up for four, five, and six. I, I kind of can't wait to see where it ends because it, it ended with a kind of a big battle and kind of seeing what's going to happen if they're going to follow a certain someone or not. And uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I... It's just a show that I'm just not. I I I I, I appreciate this show just because it got canceled and the fans brought it back. I, I you know it wouldn't have gotten what the last thirty plus episodes without the fans. It would just got canceled after season three on that huge cliffhanger. And yeah. to get you know three more to finish telling the story, kudos to them. Yeah, my wife again, big uh, Lucifer fan. I'm not there. Maybe like after it's all said and done. But I watched – I sat in on an episode or two and it didn't super speak to me. But I know I'm in the minority there because a lot of people just love that show. So yeah. totally down with that. Uh, again, we talked about this at the top. This is where you're going to probably want to skip a little bit. I mean probably like 10 minutes at least. Uh, we're going to go pretty deep into this uh, with Dexter here. The Dexter reboot, the season nine reboot, has officially been titled. It also got a 90-second trailer. And a release date. So lots of stuff here coming for Showtime. The Dexter reboot is going to be called Dexter New Blood. So very appropriately titled. It will premiere this year, November 7th. So a nice release date. It's not quite the holidays. Um, It'll kind of be over right around the time Peacemaker starts. So that's going to be nice. And uh, it got the 90 second trailer. We're going to do our top three hopes for the show. But before we do, let's talk about that trailer and, and good old Iron... Iron something New York. I can't remember what it is, but he's up in New York now instead of Oregon Iron Lake, Iron Lake, New York, and not Oregon where he uh, ended season eight or Miami where he started season one. What'd you think of this 90 second look into the show? I mean, it looks like he's not a lumberjack, so I, I love that <laughs> off right off the bat. But like yeah. you said, New Blood, I think the title's great. Yeah. 10 episodes. I think that gives us a enough time to properly tell and you know try to tie a better bow on this show because the season eight finale was just it, it, especially the last three episodes it just missed and I, I really hope that they thought of something better to leave this show and so it has a, a better legacy i think his name is now jim Lindsay. his, yeah. his alias that's yep. a, a nod to i believe jeff Lindsay, who wrote the dexter book that the show is inspired by um i think it was something along the lines of his name is Dexter, a dubious Dexter or something like that is the title of the book. But this is, you know, he's working at a hardware store, but you can see in the reflection of the glass, he's got somebody on a kill table. You can see him sharpening the knives and he's running through the woods with abrasion. So, you know, he just got into a kerfuffle. There's a, <laughs> there's the mayor of the town is, is a, apparently the villain. So like, there's a lot of stuff that's going on with the show. We do also know Jennifer Carpenter is coming back, which is, you know, something because she's supposed to be at the bottom of the lake. Now, my guess is she'll probably be the Harry figure. Um, You know, Brian Mosier was a part of it. You know, Harry was a part of it at at points. Brian Mosier, like I said, was there being his kind of devil on his shoulder. But if that's Deb in season nine now, as opposed to Harry, we know that Trinity's coming back for a flashback. 
are are you into the thought of Deb being the angel and devil on Dexter's shoulder here? And I I I guess I I could see both ways. I can see him having all three of them, kind of having Harry, the, maybe the Trinity Killer, and Deb, kind of all for shit. Maybe even Dokes is there. You know what I mean? Like, how many cameos do they want to have in the show? Because I know like they've kept so much like close to wraps and like i know they said that they we don't know everything like there's obviously something they kept under the hood yeah and we're gonna talk about our top three hopes for this um just something to leave off on this trailer before i you know transition to my part of the top he's back baby it's just so nice and he looks good and it looks right on track and here's the biggest win i think for this because if you told me five years ago it was coming back for nine i've been like but the original showrunner, I can't remember his name. He was he stopped being the showrunner after season four, which many people say is the height of the show and where it started to turn into the negative. Clyde Phillips. Episodes. Thank you. He's back. So he's going to be the showrunner for season nine. I like season five. I think season seven is fine. Six and eight were total dog shit, especially eight. So then that that had new showrunners. So if you're telling me the guy who was behind the Trinity Killer and the Bay Harbor Butcher seasons is back for this nine and he already said at comic-con at home the ending will break the internet i trust that i totally yeah. do no and, and i was literally going to say because i had the same thing like highlighted over here it's like he left after four it's like remember the first four seasons were amazing e- even five was good but ever once after five it literally just took a dive and after eight it just that was that was the end of it That'll bring us to our top three for the evening. It's going to be our top three hopes and dreams and wishes for this Dexter uh, reboot season, season nine, apparently just a one-off, which would be nice, not uh, afterwards. But let's dive into it. Our top three hopes and dreams for Dexter's new blood. And this is your final spoiler warning if you've never seen the show Dexter. So you haven't, skip at least five minutes. Number three, um, people may not want to see this at all, but I feel like you have to to tell his story. They're going to have to mention or show Hannah McKay and his son Harrison. Last we see them, they're in Argentina. You know, I, I've heard people say, well, it'll be Harrison to come back and kill him. Maybe. Maybe that's how it is. Maybe his son Ooh. eventually kills him. Kills him. That's a different angle. I haven't actually heard that one yet. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I, I, yeah. I would like to see because I, I did like Hannah and I he was, try, he was trying to go and they were trying to get away and. Didn't obviously happen that way, but I, I think they're gonna. They have to show up at some point. They they can't just not mention them to at all. Yeah. Um, my number three is nobody from Miami at all, with one exception. Uh, I'll leave that for uh, my yeah. number two or my number one. And my number one, we we might be there, but okay, I, I'll, <clears> I'll see you there. I mean, nobody. I don't want Masuka. I don't want okay. Batista. Even though I love and adore those characters. We love that cast. Especially Masuka. He's great. I don't want them anymore. They're done. If they randomly happen to find Dexter in Iron Lake, New York, I don't care. Like I, and I'm sure a newscast of somebody, uh, you know, would make its way down to Miami and then they could just track it down. I don't want it. I don't want Quinn. I'm over it. Now there's a couple of characters that are dead, just like Marvel. I hope they stay dead. Deb, I think, will be back in some form or fashion as a ghost. I think, obviously, the Trinity Killer. I think that's probably actually going to be a flashback more than a devil on his shoulder thing. Yeah. Um, like a Deb goes, why didn't you save her? And like then they flash it back or something. I don't, I don't know. But I think Deb will be there. That's not my one exception. Shit, I'd be fine without her. But just please, just let them go. Let's just move on with a brand new cast. It's only one season. 
and just bringing them back would force them into the story where I don't think based on what we see, they're going to really belong. So let's just let's learn to love some new characters for a season. Okay, I can see that. My number two is we, we mentioned earlier, I still think we're going to see Harry Morgan, James Ramar on his shoulder, but I kind of agree. I kind of think he's going to have him and Deborah. Yeah, it could be a family thing. Exactly. Sure. I, I could see it both being them too, kind of, because I, I just, James Ramar, he was just like such an important role in that show and kind of what drove Dexter to what Dexter is. I So I feel like he has to have something in the show. Mm-hmm. So to see both of them, it makes sense. My one exception from my number three is my number two. That number two being Harrison. Um, I never actually saw the theory or heard the theory of Harrison comes back and is the one to kill him. I think that's really interesting. I don't know how that would go, but I can see that fitting the bill of blowing up the internet, as the showrunner said. My thing is, I just hope he comes back to assume the mantle, and it gives us hope for a potential Harrison spinoff down the line. Uh, I don't know who they would cast as teenage Harrison, but I've I've read rumors. I you know they're just rumors. That's why we don't report on them. I've just read things that say they have cast a teenage Harrison. They're just keeping it under wraps. I don't know. We'll see. I hope that that's like a secret that, you know, at the end of episode two, he'll just show up and we're like, oh, my God, we all hoped. So I do hope it's Harrison, but I hope he comes back to assume the mantle. And I hope those like episode eight and nine or, you know, seven and eight after he convinces them to kind of take the family business a little bit and assume the mantle of, you know, the being a serial killer and stuff. I kind of hope that it's like a father son tutorial i don't know how to think that's fucked up of me but I, I will train you my son i kind of think that that i hope that kind of happens Could i be. think that would be, be neat especially if it goes with my number one which we'll get to in a second yeah well my number one kind of goes to if we're going to see an old character it's going to be quinn and it's going to be quinn finding out he's alive having a manhunt after dexter to kill yeah. him yeah um, that's that's my that's my one if we're going to see an og character but but hear me out couldn't you kind of see it being Batista since he was kind of married to La Guerta? I would say no, just because with him with the restaurant, I feel like since the the last time Quinn saw, mm-hmm. they, he, they they kissed each other. They were kind of working their way forward, and, and then, then she dies. Dead, yeah. So he has the most, to get, like not to gain, but he has, I think he has the most vengeance out in trying to find her killer or to, to find Dexter. I would say, though, killing your ex-wife is... More more reason for revenge than killing your potential girlfriend. I think Batista actually technically has the more motivation, but Quinn is the the more maniacal character. Batista is not; he can't harm a fly, which is where I think that actually might be interesting to see Batista, the loving father figure, husband who kind of got dillied around by the Guerta. Like I could see that being cool for him, kind of turned villainishy, but at the same time, I don't want any of them. So. Uh, I'd be fine with nothing, but it, yeah, I, Quinn is a dick, so it, it does, it does make a lot of sense. He, he grew on me. I, I like Quinn. Like a hemorrhoid. He grew I, on I me. I like him. Uh, my number one is I hope Dexter properly gets caught. Um, yeah. I truly kind of do. My whole manhunt is <clears throat> him getting caught. I really, really hope he gets caught. I hope he gets his just desserts. Now, there was a pitch for the orig- for the for an alternate ending where – in the final scene, Dexter wakes up in an you know ex- execution chair, and all of his victims are in the other room watching him about to get fried on the in the electric chair. Which I think, thank God, they didn't do that. Yeah, I think that, that would have sucked. That had been worse than Lumberjack Dexter because Dead Dexter leaves no room for a season nine, where Lumberjack Dexter does. So 
this is where I'm cool with him getting caught, him getting, and that's where Harrison taking the mantle makes so much sense because now Dexter comes. I don't think even Michael C. Hall, if he wanted to come back and be the Harry figure to Harrison, I think that'd be fine in future seasons or a spinoff. I don't think that's necessarily mandatory because then he would take the spotlight off of the actor who plays Harrison. It would kind of become a Dexter show again. I don't want that, but maybe just maybe that happens or maybe Dexter commits suicide like Harry did. That could be even a thing. Uh, maybe he's on the verge of getting caught and he decides to take his own life like Harry. I, I just don't nah, know. I, I can't see him do it. Like he finds out his son is and he doesn't. Nah, I, I can't see him doing that. I think he'd be more proud than than disgusted. Like that, Harry was disgusted. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just think the symmetry of Harry doing it and then and then Dexter could, okay. could be a thing. I don't again. I don't want that. I yeah. think he should just properly get caught, even if it ends with him in a jail cell with with uh Harrison with somebody on his kill table and that is it that'd be fine but I actually kind of like the idea of Harrison killing him I never thought of that until you said that so that might be neat too something to, to look out for uh, but either way I think we're in for a treat here I I am for some weird reason I have faith in this I just don't think it's going to be bad I think we're no. going to be satisfied again and I think like you said at the beginning they had the original showrunners back he wrote the the four are of our favorite seasons of the show and I, I of we, television we got to give him the benefit of the doubt of all television not just this show like the first four seasons of Dexter are gold they are ten out of ten ep- oh, like seasons I so agree. you know I you know with him back I just and 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 like you I'm know, not I'm not nervous I'm I'm just ready for November seventh like it, it to me it seems like it's right around the corner I'm ready which is nice because. Like Ted Lasso's got nine more. That's nine weeks. Then yeah, what if? Then you got Hawkeye, which we'll talk about. Like there are things to get us there, which are which actually Hawkeye's after that. So like that's crazy to think that Hawkeye and Dexter are going to be run at the same time. But like there's going to be things to get us there, which is exciting to think. Now the one thing, and I'll wrap with this, and we'll move on. Is I, they have already said they are not retconning season eight. They're going to build off of it and they're going to make it right. And I appreciate that. I like that they're not just going to fr- forget. You, I mean- it, it's kind of tough to forget a whole season that 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 Showtime spent millions of dollars to make that you uh, well, can't just say. Time, it, oh, it, 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 it time as a viewer is more important to me than Showtime's money. Yeah, I think uh, for us not wasting ten weeks of our lives or twelve weeks of our lives is or twelve Sundays is more important than Showtime's money. If they retconned it, then that I think would be disappointing. Yeah, yeah I agree. It's, it's like it's like them, even though they admit that season eight, the finale wasn't great. It's like them really admitting, like, yeah, it sucked. And like, let's just go back and do it right. And I think that they have the chops to do that. For count me on the crazy side, I am very, very excited for this, guys. Like, a ten year, I think ten years, it gives them enough time to think of a great story to tell. And and you know, it's just I'm ready. And it takes place. It's funny because this show will take place eight years after the uh, season eight ended it's and says, well, it says it, 10 on here well it ended in 2013 so it's 2021 so that's no, eight years on. but it actually takes place eight years after season eight in the show too so it's actually got some cool symmetry going on there too uh i'm i'm just flat out looking forward to this shit it's going to be a lot of fun let's move on do you have anything else you want to say no, still. let's move on john cena's peacemaker series we've talked a lot about this Two pieces of news dropped. We'll start with the first one. It got a release date. We knew it was January, but now we know it'll be January 16th, 2022 on HBO Max. And aren't we getting a couple episodes? That's the second piece of news. So just like I had said, (laughs) HBO Max loves to just drop the first three episodes, and it's going to be no different here. We're getting three episodes of Peacemaker at once. That's an hour and a half or even more 
of Peacemaker goodness. And it's funny. He, James Gunn directed the first three episodes as well as episodes six and eight. Wow. So so that, that's freaking pretty cool. And, and something tells me, I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're probably there with me that Peacemaker could be our favorite thing from the Suicide Squad, just watching the trailers and stuff yep. going in. Uh, yep, yep. I would He's, say him, Bloodsport, and King Shark, and uh, Detachable Man or whatever it is. I can't detach. Oh, HBK man. or something? Yeah, Nata- <laughs> Nathan Fillion. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think that like... It's only eight episodes. I, I, I can't wait for this. TDK, right? The detachable kid. Isn't yeah, that that, it? I think that's it. Yeah, yeah, TDK. Uh, I'm, I'm all in. I cannot wait. John Cena is so funny, dude. This movie's a week from today, and it's, I believe, it has a 98 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Suicide oh, Squad. Yeah, out of over 40 reviews, and even well, we'll talk about yeah, the we'll, we'll talk, so, in a minute. So I got excited, <laughs> but like, there's a ton of positive buzz. Even Rob Liefeld came out and said it's a 10 out of 10, and you can even be excited for David Ayer's cut. You know, which was unfortunate that 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 might not happen even though david is definitely going for he is swinging for the fences yeah just hey go david i go check him out on twitter he kind of put like a, a five page kind of the whole his whole background and, and kind of little spiel of what happened with suicide squad and he's kind of going to leave it at that and you know, the fans are kind of building up august 5th they're they're building up the thing same thing they did with the restore or zach snyder's cut they're going to do the same thing with i cut i won't be surprised in a year or two we see this movie after the the James Gunn hype kind of yeah, dies down, exactly on it. a year or two gives it enough time. We all peace or Suicide Squad James Gunn, it'll do great. It'll make millions. It's, it's already reviewed well. That'll calm down, and they're going to double dip, go back, make a little bit more money. I think that'll be an H- direct HBO Max, just 100%. like Justice League. But if it ever happens, and we'll be here to report on that, hopefully, maybe if the world doesn't end by then. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm all in on this 100, percent and I'm even. Well, no, I lied. I'm not all in at all on this because I just don't care about Superman. But Michael B. Jordan is developing a Superman series exclusive to HBO Max. But I, I think the main point here is he's not developing Clark Kent. He's doing Val Zod. He's doing kind of what, you know, an actual black Superman. Hell, it should be. And if he does produce Star Direct, I mean, I, I think it's, it's, it's cast. I mean, he, he obviously didn't do good as Johnny Storm. Uh, I think I won't be the only person to admit that. He was great in Chronicle. We know he's good when he flies. He was I, great I, in Chronicle. I, I mean, I he got hit that. by a plane, I think. But you know. And obviously, we, we know he's in shape from the Creed movies. And I think he could bring something to the table with Valzad. I, I'm all for this. Yeah, I think I thought I saw a rumor somewhere of somebody already cast as, as Valzad. Nah, not, nothing was, was set in stone. It was only rumored that he's possibly going to star. I mean, he kind of fits like like it was somebody age, else age range. Like he seems like he's for, you know. It was somebody else. I'm going to just real quick uh, go on Twitter and see what I was talking about because it was recently. Um, but uh, I don't want to take up too much time while I'm looking at this. While, while you're looking, I'm, I'm just trying to see. So he, he takes place on Earth 2, and his first appearance was in Earth 2, number 19, came out March 2014. So he hasn't been around a while, but it, it's good to see that I'll have, you know, that I, I, I know the buzz on 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 Instagram already, his first appearance. I've already seen that go up once they announce something. Like we always say, comics shoot up. Uh, I got nothing. Now, I, was I, gonna th- say, I didn't see any casting. I thought I saw a rumor. Maybe it was the Craven the Hunter thing because that got rumors mm-hmm. all over the place. That was it. There is a rumor for Craven the Hunter. Yep. Yeah. That I saw. Um, yeah, I'll leave I mean, it at that. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to waste too much time here. Um, all right. 
Let's continue to move on. Do you have hopes that, you know, I know we talked about already an MBJ, Michael B. Jordan, we trust a lot, especially if he's somehow attached to the project from an acting perspective too. But is this something, because again, I'm just not interested in Superman as a character, but you said they're doing it right. They're doing Val Zod. Does that mean that you just don't want another Clark Kent story? Does that mean because they're no, doing it I, with people of color that it should have been or has I, to be? That, like, where does that? I fall still for you? think Henry's not done with the role, and mm. I think that's kind of why they shifted and and they saw that. And we already know that The Rock was already in meetings with DC, trying to get a movie with Superman and Black Adam. So I'm sure when you have The Rock, who is the like the numbers number one you know blockbuster draw right now. And you have him in your corner saying, I want Henry as Superman. And yeah, that probably kind of got their plans changed instead of Clark Kent go to Valsad, tell that great story, but also keep Henry because he is a fantastic Superman. <clears throat> he is definitely a Superman. <laughs> Just kidding. All right, let's move on to the next story. This is Marvel-related Hawkeye, the Hawkeye series. Somebody on our Facebook thought it was a movie. Hat tip to you. I do that all the time. Uh, Hawkeye will premiere on Disney Plus on November 24th. So now we have a definitive release date. What if is, I don't know, six or eight episodes, but that's only going to take us through September. That means October and most of November is blank. I wonder what Disney Plus is going to fill that with. I mean, I'm sure they got something. If not, maybe give us a little bit break. I don't know. They tend to not like, I mean, figure I mean, just, just November alone. We have Dexter. We have, uh, Hawkeye, I ain't, it's something else coming out in November. Also, I'm having a uh, they part. said the the Miss Marvel show, but that that might actually be delayed. Yeah, I actually that that they just said that it could possibly get pushed to 2022. That's right. So yeah, I so I don't I don't know, but uh, uh you know, I mean, I'm in I'm in no rush to see this show. Like so I mean, so so me neither. But I do like Haley. Was it Steinfeld? I yeah. do like her. And also the end credit scene of Black Widow did get me from a one to a two on the hype scale for Hawkeye because yeah. to see Florence Pugh and Haley on the same screen, you know, it's going to happen. I think that that could be a lot of fun. If Pugh comes back and you oh, know, makes an is. appearance in the show and, and she's oh, going she to, oh, so yeah. I I'm, I'm kind of in on that. I think this will be something that I'm, I mean, we're, we're going to see it. It just, you know, like, I, I feel like, I don't know, like, I, may, I don't know if I'm getting burnt out. I, I feel like I, 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 I am. I am burnt out. I feel like that. maybe I should have like, like Loki more. And I, I, I did it. And like, I feel like every don't you time feel I feel bad about that. Every time I look, there's like a new Loki video out. I'm like, I'm, I'm just kind of over the character Loki, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm a little like yeah. superheroed out right now. I love him, But screen crush does like one, a new Loki video a day. And, and, you know, and we, we love Ryan Airy, but every time I say it, I'm just like, I, 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 I can't even look at another video right now. It's, it's a lot. And I'll also say like, I also, I kind of feel like people, I don't want to be in the minority of this stuff. I don't want to be no, like, I want hater. to love everything. Yeah. I just didn't love the show. And it's so funny. Cause in the beginning of the year, we were like, WandaVision is going to suck. And for me, it's my favorite of the three and it's not even particularly close. So it's just funny how that works out. I would not be shocked. If Hawkeye takes us by surprise, that's all I'll say. Well, am I like I looking mean, forward again, to it? Said, no, we, but I think we said last episode, you know, Daredevil's still my favorite Marvel TV show. Like I they, put didn't, that, they didn't beat that yet. I put that back in my queue. I put it back in my queue for Netflix. It's ready to rock and roll for whenever the hell I get. I, I hope you jump back in and you see it through new eyes. It's just I, I before I like commit to the three seasons, because I know that right now that's all we're getting. I want to know for an absolute stone cold fact 
that either that universe is continuing or characters are. I don't want I'm rumors. I'm going to tell you for a I Stone don't want rumors. It's continuing. It's I don't continue. want rumors, and I don't want a Charlie video. That guy does a video on anything. Do you I trust don't me? want it. Do you I, trust me? It's going. It's going to happen. Just, just trust me. They're not going to let Charlie go. Vincent D'Onofrio is going to come back as Kimpin. Just trust me. You'll thank me later. <laughs> That's it. We'll leave it at that. I'll thank you later. <laughs> Midnight Man has been cast in the Moon Knight series. Yeah, I, I don't know much about. I know he was on the Bill Skinkavich run and Doug Monick run in the the eighties, and I know he lived in Jersey. He skied in his jeans. That's that. That's really all I know. No, but I know like he he's kind of like I, he was a villain. I think Moon Knight stops him. They have a couple run ins. He teams up with Bushman. So this kind of makes like I could kind of see the show having him as the minor villain, and then we'll see Raul Bushman kind of later in the show as the bigger villain to set up season two. So I kind of see possibly where they're going to kind of set the show up, um, depending if it goes down the line because eventually it could evolve this guy's son who tries to become a sidekick it doesn't work out but i, I don't know if they're going to get go that route because i just feel like he's a little villain like midnight man I, but if, if it leads to raul bushman moon knight is going to be a fantastic show got you so this is going to not be the big bad this is going to be the b villain oh, yeah that, that, that that would be my thoughts yeah cool sweet tooth has been renewed for season two uh, that if they go with 10 year old pokemon trainer for for the pokemon live action that kid deserves the role he's really really good um that's good but yeah it, it's good for me to know that i can like go watch the show now just knowing that i'm gonna get a season two and you're also gonna get a good child actor which doesn't happen often so the kid who plays sweet tooth is really good the guy from game of thrones uh, i can't again remember his name but he was in the Koth stuff uh he's really really good um it it leaves it left me on an ending where I was like, well, there better be a season two or this was kind of a waste of time. Now we know there will be. It makes the first season not as six out of ten ish. It kind of bumps okay. it up a little bit more because uh, right now that is just a fine six out of ten show. It was really magical for the first two episodes and then kind of became a little typical, I guess yeah. you would say. And then now now I know I come back for season two. I'm I'm that much more excited because now it has a path for me and I'm really excited. So if you haven't watched Sweet Tooth yet, listen, kids turn into animals. This kid's a deer and shit goes down. It's pretty fun. Robert <laughs> Downey Jr. and his wife executive produce it. Now we know it'll be back for season two. And it's, it's actually pretty cool to know that a show that didn't do gangbusters in the ratings on Netflix isn't being canceled. That's what Netflix has been doing a lot lately. Well, and you got Robert Downey back in it who probably could always throw a couple extra million. So. You're not wrong, and I'm sure it's tough for Netflix to sit down with Robert Downey and be like, your show is canceled, sir. Like That's a tough conversation to have to have, but at the same time, Netflix is reinvesting its money so heavily into other projects that like if they don't see an actual hit, they're getting out before it's too late. That way they can focus that money into other big giant projects. They're basically throwing shit at the wall. And that's what a pandemic will do to you. But that's also just kind of their strategy because now they have so many streaming service uh, uh, con- uh, competitors. Yeah. So Sweet Tooth, it's nice to know that a nice little show is coming back for more. And lastly in TV, Waterworld of all things is getting a TV sequel probably for Peacock is where I would imagine. As long as you have Kevin Costner, I'm in. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It's just good to see Winter World just somehow fucking staying alive. Is it, though? 
I think so. Hey, it goes to show the movie bomb, but it, hey, we're coming out with a sequel. Have you seen it in the past yeah, decade? Yeah, I did. I did. In the past decade? Maybe probably. I think I saw, I, I saw maybe a couple months ago. I watched probably 40 minutes of it. Now, I, I, I laugh. I don't know. I, I get a different enjoyment out of it. I think the guy who plays Koopa in the Mario movie is the bad guy in that. I can't remember. Yeah, I, I can't remember. I, offhand, I can't. I can't remember, remember, but oh man, what a terrible movie. It's terrible. Like I'd go down into my basement and see it flooding. I'm like, great, this is like Waterworld. Like, I, it's just what a terrible concept. It's a actually no, I take it back. It's a cool concept, terrible execution. Uh, but nice to know they were getting a a prequel or a sequel. I mean, so yeah. it won't be like when the world was dry because that's like every show. So uh, to see. You know, this ugh, fuck, dude, I got nothing. There's just points in life where you just run out of steam. It's still wet. And 938 when we still have two, three sections left of the show. Yeah, I think ah, that's we, we've been up since 5 a.m. working. Nah, come on. And we were delayed on the start and we had to pause in the middle. And right before this, I was dealing with flood works. Tornado so, yeah. warnings. Ah, we're fine. Let's get into movies where James Gunn's Suicide Squad is first up for the review. Let's read it. Strap in. It's a doozy. James Gunn absolutely kills it with the Suicide Squad. This film is a bloody, chaotic ride from start to finish that does that finally does justice to Task Force X. It endlessly shocking. It's I'm sorry. It's endlessly shocking and funny. And its showcase of F list DC villains is nothing short of brilliant. Nine five nine regular old nine. That's that. that I mean, that's what more could we ask for? A nine five. No, I'm kidding. No, I again, agree. I don't know. From like I said, whether it was ninety seven or ninety eight on Rotten Tomatoes, I've been seeing you know spoiler, you know, like no no spoilers or anything. But I just seen some reviews on Twitter. Everyone kind of saying they love it. James Gunn's a genius. Do a sequel. Do another DC movie. Do a Marvel DC crossover movie. Which James Gunn literally said that he sat down and talked to DC and Marvel about. So if that ever happens. That would be cool because I think it was Harley Quinn and Groot was his idea. So we'll, we'll see what, if that ever comes to fruition. But I, I can't wait till next week. I'm definitely going to see this opening weekend. Yeah, we uh, will not have our impressions next week because we will record the day before it comes out. But, yeah. but on episode 249, not 250, unfortunately, but 249. Maybe 250 could be the spoiler. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like that'll be the fun 250 spoiler. Um, and it'll give plenty of time to for people to watch it. Yeah, give extra week. I'm probably gonna be gonna be a dad again, so probably not. Probably gonna take well the month well, of August, the rest of August. But it'll be like I, our big triumphant. I will just talk about it. That, I I would give anything for Sam to do a solo for 250. That would be the gift to the world if Sam pulls together. No, I, there's minute. no way. I, I I I'm not I'm not the Nintendo. Like I can't just ramble to myself for an I, hour. I would pay you to do it. <laughs> I couldn't. There, it's a no skill. Way. It's a skill. Whenever we do 250, our grand triumphant return will be spo- spoilers for the Suicide Squad. But we will have our two episode 249 on August 13th will be our spoiler-free review. So please, please be on the lookout for that. That'll be two weeks from the time this episode drops. So I cannot wait to talk all about that movie. It's going to be awesome. Another movie I know you're looking forward to is The Long Halloween Part 2. As you've raved about Part 1, let's see if Part 2 holds up to Part 1 here, uh, or at least did IGN think so. 
One of the best things about The Long Halloween is how it isn't meant to exist within the universe of animated features DC has been producing for the last several years and instead stands apart as a self-contained detective story that while rewarding, uh, I'm sorry, that while rewarding familiarity with Batman can also play effectively regardless of how uh, in const one happens to be in DC Comics Arcana. Jesus God with the words. Stop it. Just use small words. <laughs> it's a compelling story. I think this is the same guy that wrote the last one that we hated. Uh, it's a compelling story adapted with care and performed with conviction. Taken together, both parts make for not only merely one of the best Batman movie uh, animated movies, but one of the best Batman movies, period. Yeah, I, I had no doubt. Uh, nine out of ten. That is correct. Yeah, I, I had no doubt. I think the only change was part two is rated R, where part one was PG-13. I think, yeah, I think that, uh, I think you mentioned that before. Yeah, yeah so I, I can't wait. It's already on my, I think it's uh, comes out on the 10th, I believe, on Blu-ray. It's already out digitally now. Um, and part two, I believe, is 87 minutes. So it's, you know, the first one was 85, so it's right there. And, you know, hey, I, I like Jensen Ackles as Batman. Um, I know it's Nia Riviera. It was her final role as Catwoman, so I know they dedicated the film to her. And, you know, Tory Baker as as Joker and kind of the, the whole uh, long Halloween incident. And I look forward to see how they try to tie this knot. I'm just shocked that it's out digitally and you're so against digital movies that you haven't seen it yet. Like, just, I, and just, I, just I, just I wait and no, I, I wait patiently. Dude, again, Greg, there's so much that I I, I'm, I try to watch or I'm, I'm trying to get done in one day. It, there's just not enough time to, to, to do everything. So when, when it gives me the extra week or so to watch it. I get it. I get excited, and then, then I are, are you going to be excited for The Rock and Emily Blunt in Jungle Cruise? Here's the review for that. Jungle Cruise is a joyous summer romp rooted on by a fun script and some completely captivating chemistry before uh, between Johnson and Blunt. The mythology elements don't always work, and some of the villains fizzle, but whenever the leads are on the screen, including Jack Whitehall, this film finds its heart and soul. Seven. Eight. Hey, that that's that's good to hear. I mean, besides what Rampage, uh, I'm trying to think of his other one, Skyscraper, two thousand twelve. Uh, they were yeah, they were like The Rock's late latest stinkers. So it's good to see that you know he's got another W under his belt because we're gonna need another W when Black Adam comes out. Scorpion King, Tooth Fairy. I, I I like to be honest. I like Scorpion King, Tooth Fairy. It had its moments. Tooth Fairy did have its moments. The I haven't seen it in a phenomenal. decade. But I haven't seen one of the Rock's best movies ever. The Rundown. I don't know that one. Maybe I do. So him I and uh, Sean William Scott, Christopher Walken. Oh, I, rem- I I totally remember it. I don't so good. I don't remember a thing about it or what it's about. But I imagine it's something to do with something about a Rundown. Yeah, it was before like, what do do? basically the Rock like blew up on probably steroids. Did he have he his like tattoos? He had. I think he and had the, the little- head. He had the little rock. No, he still had a little bit of hair. That's how early on in his career Jeez. this is. If he didn't have 03. the arm, if he didn't have the the tribal arm sleeve yet, then you know it's definitely he was still wrestling. Oh, he was hundred uh, yeah. percent was. J.K. Simmons is in talks to return as Commissioner Gordon for the Batgirl HBO Max film. I think that would be a nice little shot in the arm for this project. I think that would be awesome. I I I kind of liked him as as Gordon. Uh, you know, he, he really didn't get to shine until we got to see him in what the Snyder cut. We actually got to see him a little bit, a little bit, right? The other cut, it was, I think we saw him in two scenes and half of that was cut to shit, but I'm, I, I think this would be great. This could 
possibly, I know you said it, does this mean we get Bale or Bale? Affleck cameo somehow as, as, as Batman somehow? Eh, doubtful, but doubtful. I, I, would, I would be happy to see J.K. Simmons back in the role. Yeah, Somebody else said that. I did not. I have I, if you said I said that, I, that wasn't. I, I think I saw you say something on Twitter or something. Nah. <laughs> he said nah. <laughs> nope, didn't tweet it. <laughs> I didn't even tweet about this at all. So I don't know anything about that. But regardless, it was somebody cool. Had to have been because if you mistaken <laughs> with me, that had to have been somebody cool. Yeah, yeah that's it. Uh, I like the idea of J.K. Simmons playing minor roles in both Marvel and DC. It always makes me happy when they when people cross the you know streams, if you will. It's hey, cool. He's, he's double dipping, and he's so funny. He's just he's J.K. Simmons. Like he's the dad and everything. Like how can you not love him? So uh, Universal uh, is paying four hundred million dollars for a new exorcist trilogy film set for peacock um i'm out i mean that that's a shit ton of money i'm not a i'm not a fan of exorcist movies that shit kind of gets me a little freaked out probably more nico's route um 400 (laughs) million that that's a lot of money and but hey the the horror fans uh, i'm sure it'll get the viewers and there's a reason why they dropped 400 million uh yeah, for no, the streaming though. If if it's just streaming, if they were right to Peacock, it's that, Peacock that that's gonna make me think twice. If it's just straight to Peacock, if it's theatrical and Peacock, like they did with Boss Baby, or if it's hell just theatrical and then it goes directly to Peacock after, I think that makes a lot more sense. People are kind of craving some horror right now. We haven't had a lot of films out, and horror's kind of been slow to the uptick on that. So, like, I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, the first Exorcist is one of the scariest movies ever, and Reagan, when she turns full, I guess, demon, still gives me nightmares to this day, that image of her. And the the second one blew chunks, and the third one tried its best. Damn it, it tried. It got a participation yeah. trophy, but nothing will top the first one. And that's where I feel this is going to go downhill because nothing will beat Reagan's makeup from the set, the original one in the seventies. That shit was horrifying, and I think they're going to try too hard, and I think it's going to fall flat on its face. That's just my that's just my guess. Universal is going to drop the ball on this one. Ghostbusters Afterlife got a trailer, and dare I say, I kind of liked it. I, I actually really liked it. I, I did not, like, I literally was like, oh, I guess I got to watch this for the podcast. And yeah, like, that's exactly how I went and, into and it. I, it. And it ended. I was like, oh, shit. I, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this, well, but I am excited for this movie. And it ended on the one thing that could have not gotten me any more hype. Like, that was a really yeah. cool way to end it with that. that no, that's if they did that from the beginning, I probably wouldn't have been this hype. But it's like, okay, now we're getting closer to release. Yeah. Here we go. Thanksgiving, and I think, right around that's, Thanksgiving. That's exactly probably what 80% of the world needed. I So I, I found out it was coming because they said the day before it was coming. And then right as it dropped, I missed it. I, I didn't get it to about 40 minutes after it dropped. And by then, Twitter was already talking about it. And someone said, I think it was even Greg Miller, um, who I don't respect his opinion on things, but he did say it, so I'll repeat it. I think he said, oh, and now I know why Ghostbusters suck. Or maybe somebody else said it and he defended it. I can't remember. But somebody on Twitter was like, oh, that's – this is what this reminded me that Ghostbusters after the first one kind of sucks. And I was like, damn it, I have zero hype for this. And then somebody else a little bit down said, oh, my God, it looks really good. I chose nonviolence. I chose the guy that said it looked OK. I went into it with high hopes and I was really 
uh, uh, pleasantly surprised. I, yeah, I really we, was. We, we like the we like Paul Rudd. We like the guy from Stranger Things. So I, Finn I, Wolfhart. I think Finn Wolfhart. So I'm pretty sure it's going to do a lot better than the failed uh, female female spinoff. Well, that one had Hemsworth. So you know, there's that. But it still wasn't enough. It was bad. I mean, it was a bad move. Paul Feig just. Or five, I don't know. He just tore that into the ground, and he was responsible for Freaks and Geeks, and he was in that thing you do. Two of my favorite things ever. So if I can talk shit on the guy, I have authority too because he made some of my favorite things ever. But fuck that movie. It was so bad. But I have hope for this one. It looked okay. After five-plus years, the Die Hard spinoff, McLean, which I think was one of the first things we ever talked about on this pod, uh, has been canceled. Go figure. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't even think... I saw the last one yet. The Disney Fox merger did this one in. It's just it's not on the roadmap anymore. Uh, I mean, I, I just heard the last one they did was horrible, and I don't think it did well financially. So that's probably why they bailed on it. So I mean, that, that sucks. Was it still Dying Hard? Was that the name of it? I can't. I can't remember. It was something I thought, like I thought it said Die Hard, still hard. I I, I don't know. <laughs> still hard. That's much better than still dying. <laughs> that's what the franchise was doing was still dying. While it was hard. I don't oh, know. Shit. That would not be something I want. Another franchise that I thought was dead and is apparently not. Sly has teased the Expendables 4 as a thing. Uh, you're probably hyped. I probably no, I just love how we found out. It's like, I got my new 24 karat gold ring. Looks like so badass. Sly uh, Stallone put it on IG. And I was like, holy shit. I, I had no idea that they were even. I heard it was rumored. But, you know, Sly's like 76, 77. My man's getting up there. And I'm just now I'm just waiting to see who's all coming back for four and or who's new that he's bringing on the team. I could have sworn we reported on that already. Like, but but it was like rumored that he was working on the script. And then it was like, I think the studio passed on it. Then I think COVID happened. And then I, I just assumed it was probably dead in the water. But I mean, hey, I'm glad to see that it rides because all three movies made money. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, you saw them all, right? Yeah, and I, again, the the first one was probably still my favorite out of the bunch, but just to, you know, just to see Statham, Jet Li, Wesley came back for the third one, and you know, just all like the heroes that were in the eighties and nineties, kind of just this is like their their Avengers team up. Respectfully, I'll pass. <laughs> hey, and 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 I understand, but let me take it over in gaming. We're gonna start it all with Pokemon. We got new Pokemon Snap is getting free DLC. On August third, that's a uh, like five days. It's that crazy. Wednesday? How, Tuesday, Tuesday. It's crazy how like time is a thing, and like things are creeping up on you. It, 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 it seems like Snap just came like out. Bam! You're already getting DLC. April. It came out in April, so it's a pretty quick turnaround. Now, some people, some sleuths on Twitter, just, just uh, found out or discovered that in like the initial trailer, there was a level shown in the debut trailer last June that wasn't in the final game. And that level was shown off today in the trailer on Thursday when it dropped. So it, it looks like to me that they had to make a decision to cut this level because it wasn't ready for release yet. COVID mm. and all that stuff. Yeah. They still want to get the game out on time. Nintendo doesn't necessarily delay games all that often, especially Pokemon games. So get that out and they'll just tack it on as free DLC. But they actually showed two more levels, which is incredible. Uh, there's a two-minute trailer of what to expect on our Facebook right now. I think this is a good thing and a bad thing. It's a great thing because we get new levels. And in one of them, you get to shrink down and look at the like, honey, I shrunk the kid style. And the 
Pokemon are going to be ginormous. Like there was a Wurmple and like a Metapod that was just enormous. I think that's got a lot of potential. The problem I have is that a lot, the majority of the Pokemon in these levels are going to be Pokemon I've already seen and captured before, like captured pictures of before. So it kind of takes out the, well, I already have four stars. I already have two stars for this one. I don't need to take more photos of it. So I think like after one run in that level, it's going to be like, God damn it. Where's the new stuff? They did say that some new Pokemon or additional Pokemon are going to come, and they did show a couple in the trailer. So it'll be majority of the Pokemon in these levels will be the shit you've already seen before, which does line up with this whole it was planned for like for the release but got cut. It makes sense that there's a lot of old Pokemon in there because it was supposed to be in the main game. Um, but I'm looking forward to getting some snaps of the new ones that I haven't seen before. The levels look absolutely gorgeous. It is a game that I haven't picked up in two months, so it'll be nice to go back to it because I did have a lot of fun in the 14 hours I spent with it. And for free to get three levels and a bunch of new Pokemon, that adds probably a couple, like probably two more hours. I swear maybe. I was going to say, this is you diving back in two more hours to beat it. I think that's a great value for, yeah. for literally nothing to pick that game up. I am very excited. I will probably have impressions of it the next time we record. That's what I like to hear. And let's also get your impressions of your new Xbox Series S. It's small. It's small. It's very small like a subwoofer. Dude, I can't imagine. Like, I'm trying to look around my dining room right now as I'm this is week three or four in here. I, this time I'm just lazy. My studio is is dry. I'm just lazy. I'm trying to like look around to see if there's anything I can equate it to from a household item that you could like get a feel for it. But like it fits in one hand. You can palm it. It's it's so oh, it's, that, it's that small. It's that small. Like if you've ever seen a Nintendo Switch dock, it's it's just a little bit bigger than that. I can't explain. It's kind of crazy. Um and it's kind of heavy, but because they're packing so much into this small little package, uh and it's got First of all, it's got a high-speed HDMI, and I swear to God that when I, I, I plug it into my Switch now, I just because I'm out of HDMI ports, so I have to unplug it from the back of the console when I want to change consoles. I swear to God it makes my Switch look better. I, it's probably in my head. Yeah, but like, I, think, I think it is. Something about a faster HDMI, maybe, just maybe, it runs it at like 1090. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's, it. <laughs> that's a real thing. Uh, I, I, I turned it on. And you know what I decided to do, Sam? I since two, back off. Oh, uh-huh. since two thousand six, I have had the same Xbox account. I have over forty five thousand gamer score, uh, which you is started a new one. Nintendo thirty five. <laughs> I started. I love that. Do you know how hard that is to have forty five thousand oh. gamer score and start over? I. You're a better man than me because I'll always be Stampede. Something. So something, my something. name, I've changed my Xbox name more times than I changed my AIM screen name when I was a kid. Oh, geez, that says something. But the one that I left it off with was MetSuck35. And you can still friend me on there. I'll never accept it because I don't have that account active anymore. But like, I have so much gamer score. I have hundreds of games played on it. And to just walk away from that uh, was tough. But I didn't want to be MetSuck anymore. I didn't really want a friends list anymore. I kind of just want to go play it and do my thing and not get a pop up every time someone logs on or blah, blah, blah. Just enjoy some solo gaming. 
And uh, I went with Vanilla Bear 35, and it was one character too long. So I said, all right, the Nintendo 35. It was too long, so I'm just Nintendo 35. Uh, on Xbox, so add me. I don't know if I'll accept you. I just said I just wanted to play Sola. No, he'll review it. It'll go uh, under review. It'll go under review. Don't be shocked if I don't answer it for a while. And I also decided to do it because I already had Game Pass before, and I really wanted the the free the the one dollar for the first three months sale. So that was like another thing. Um, so I got Game Pass for three bucks for three months, uh, which is sickening because I've already downloaded like fifteen games. Um, and I turn it on and it's the most, it, it's stunning. It's fucking stunning. It looks better than my PS5. I, the games might not, but like the interface 100%. I remembered why I loved Xbox's UI and why I think Xbox just had the better infrastructure. Um, it was just phenomenal. The The controller, although they didn't make the giant changes like Sony did, the DualSense is still the better controller, uh, especially from a performance perspective. I remembered why I loved Xbox's controller so much. And they added grip, like textured grips to the handles and the triggers. And it feels wonderful in your hand. And the concave on the analog sticks is great. For some stupid fucking reason, they still give you double A batteries and not a rechargeable one. That is a huge mistake. And I wish that they would fix that. I know Sony's controllers die quickly, but after the console, I had to buy a $20 plug and play charge kit or whatever they're called. Um, now, the cool thing is it's USB-C, so I could use my Nintendo Switch uh, charger and just charge my controller there. And I can actually nice. plug it into a wall and charge it through a wall, which you can't do with Sony. You have to charge it through the console for it to work. So I appreciate that, too. Um, and my controller can update itself. So if they do add some haptic feedback later, it'll all work fine. But the controller's fucking tits. I love it. It's great. And uh, I just got this as my Game Pass machine. So, you know, the first thing I did was get Game Pass. The first game I downloaded was Battletoads. Uh, I downloaded uh, Golf with Friends, Battletoads, Halo, the Master Chief Collection, Sea of Thieves, and Banjo-Kazooie, and something else. I can't remember. Oh, I pre-downloaded Microsoft uh, Flight Simulator, the most gorgeous game fucking ever. And the Xbox Series S cannot go to 4K, but it goes to 1440p, I believe, or maybe 1260. I can't remember, uh, which is almost you can't tell the difference between 4K and fucking 1440. A couple freckles. For real. Like it's if that like a hair and uh, and it still can go up to 120 frames per second if you're. TV and things like that support. So, and the game itself supports. So, um, it, it's really from a power perspective, it's really powerful. It's not as powerful as the five, as the PS5 or the Series X, but for $300, the price of a Switch, like I can't believe that. I paid more for an OLED and the same amount for a Switch for what the Series S delivers. And on Game Pass, man, it's so cool to have quick resume. I can start three different games and just go in and out of them willy-nilly and just pick back up. Don't even have to save. And it just picks you right back up into the action. So like when I'm done Battletoads and I want to play Halo, I'm I'm in it. So I'm, I'm on Halo 2. I'm on Mission 2 of Halo 2. I've given up on Battletoads. Battletoads tries to do too much, and I actually don't love it. Uh, I thought I would, but I don't love it. I'm surprised to hear that. Uh, me too. Nobody's more so. I wanted to love that game. Halo is just as great as always. Sea of Thieves fucking rocks. 
if you like pirates at all, this game fucking rocks. It's phenomenal. Um, and Flight Simulator is probably the prettiest game I've ever played. It's just not for me. I don't like planes and I don't want to fly them. I crashed into the uh, Mount Everest and I just stopped playing. And I uninstalled all 105 gigs off my hard drive immediately. I uh, free up some space. It's a great console. For $300, I would say Can't over, beat it. if you don't own a Switch... And like you, you want to get in the next gen gaming, and you're like, do I get a switch or get do I get this? You get this if you want to get in the next gen gaming. If you want Nintendo stuff or you want to play on the go, you go with the switch. Now, if you had this the chance to get this or a Series X for two hundred dollars more, the Series X has a ton more storage and obviously more power under the hood, so you're going to be able to get that 4K resolution and stuff like that. If you have the money, go with the Series X, but. Don't feel like you're cutting corners on the Series S. This is a great machine for $300. I'd have paid four. Like, that's how good this machine is. I feel like I'm getting a discount and like a steal at $300. And it looks great with my Switch on top of it and my PS5 next to it. All, you know, especially when we get that OLED model when it's all three of them are going to be white consoles. It's going to be awesome looking on my white shelf. It just pops real hard. It's be surrounded by subwoofers. It's dude. It's fucking phenomenal. I'm so happy to be no, back. I'm, in I'm, glad, I'm glad to hear that you're, you're getting, you you found the reason why you loved Xbox. Yeah, man. It's, it's rediscovering that and it's playing halo again and it's downloading. Like I'm going to go play gears of war just because I want to, and then I'll delete it. Cause it's game pass and I can do what the fuck I want. It's yeah. game pass is the best. It's the best. There's no doubt about it. I haven't turned my PlayStation on in two and a half weeks. Part of that was flooding. Part of that is when I go downstairs, I want to play the Series S. And I am, yeah. I'm, I'm so happy to report that the Series S is the best value. Attach Game Pass uh, and I guess Xbox Live Ultimate, you want to call it, where you get Game Pass and Live Gold for 15 bucks a month on a $300 console. You'll never have to buy another game again. It's fucking awesome. I can't recommend it enough. And speaking of Halo, Halo Infinite is getting a beta this weekend. And your nephew is in it. You yeah, had to get, you had to get invited. Code. You had to get invited. It's not an open beta, but your nephew got invited, so he's gonna. Uh, Is that just um, randomly, or did you have to like sign, like send in your email and, and and sign up for it? I did not get an invite, and I would have loved it. So I would imagine it's random. Uh, maybe if you have a lot of hours logged into Halo, they looked at that and said you're a Halo player. Let's get him in or her in. Um, I want to talk to Nico. Uh, he's in my fantasy football league now. He's in my fantasy hockey league. We talk often. So I want to get his impressions, and he's got to tell me about this beta, even if we get him on for a second next week. I just want to hear how Halo Infinite is because I saw the gameplay that they did. They did a live stream, and they live streamed it on Xbox One, not even Xbox Series X, and it looked fucking great. So uh, I'm I'm really excited to hear how this goes. And they also said – that if you didn't get an invite for this weekend's, don't fret. We're going to have more, and they're going to be even bigger. So if you are an Xbox player, you might even get into one of these betas upcoming. I'm looking really forward to that. I hope I get an invite. PS5 has officially sold 10 million cop- consoles. Yeah, and uh, you're about to say copies. I was going <laughs> to so say copies. So, so I was thinking it too. Uh, and Xbox also had its very strongest like month or quarter ever Xbox's game division, them, but they're selling. That's, that's the craziest thing from July 1st, 2020 to June 30th, 2021 Xbox brought in $15.37 billion. The best year ever 
for Xbox. Then you throw Sony selling 10 million PS5s, becoming the fastest selling console ever, outpacing the PS4 with a chip shortage and a console shortage. Can you just imagine that number would probably be close to 11 or 12 if people could find them? I know, right? Jesus. That's just wild to think about. For a 500, I mean, the digital's 400, but a four to $500 machine selling off the shelves, you can't find them unless you are magically a scalper or a robot. Congratulations <laughs> to Microsoft for the great sales, but congrats to Sony for being the fastest selling yeah. console of all time. And the last story we have in gaming, Marvel's Avengers Black Panther expansion got a release date of August 17th. I have nothing else to add. I, that that I, game is just it. It I the first at the first time I might have been peaked like intrigued, and then after I think the big one I it just looked like crap for me and I, hard pass. This is a truth be told. This is an expansion that apparently is testing off the charts. It's bringing people back into the ecosystem. It's getting people excited. It's kind of what the game maybe should have been from Jump Street. It is still not enough for me to sway. Now you throw this motherfucker on Game Pass. Daddy's in. You know what I mean? Dad, daddy's in. Uh, uh, they just they just did that with something. A game I can't think of. I can't remember what it is, but they were struggling and they put it on Game Pass. I was like, well, you know, I'm going to give it a shot now. I can't think of what it's called. But yeah, this is a game where if like, oh, they, no, I'm sorry. It was Marvel's Avengers. They put it on PlayStation Now. Um, and that's what it did. That was like PlayStation Now's biggest title to date. Red Dead 2, Borderlands 3, and, and Avengers. If they put That means Avengers is open to being on services. So if you can get that game on Game Pass, I will try it. Other than that, nah, I'm not excited. I'm out. <laughs> Let's go into to music. We only have two things left tonight. A review for a record and Sam's Spotlight. But we both got a copy in advance. Thank you so much to our friends at Big Picture Media uh, and, quite frankly, our friends in, in Young Culture. They, they are friends of the pod. Uh, we hope they're doing well. And uh, we're very excited to, to say they have now released their uh, follow-up EP to their full length last year. This EP is called Godspeed, five songs. Sam, what did you think of Godspeed? I, I actually really enjoyed it. It was short and sweet. Very chill vibes. Again, the first one, Godspeed, and no surprise, the last song, Head High Swim, were my favorites. The first one I, I just thought was catchy and had a good flow. And I, I guess that's why they probably titled it Godspeed EP. But I, I, I thought it was fantastic. Kind of I, surprised. Am, I was kind of surprised, to be honest. I'm shocked that Head High was one of your favorites. See, Shiver was my favorite song in the record, hands down, no doubt. Number hmm. three. I thought that was... The best song. I think Godspeed was probably number two. And it's funny because Hum was their first single that they released from this. I think that song is probably my fifth favorite out of the five. So it's just it's crazy how music can connect with so many different people. But it's a hell of a record. When their single that they released and they had the most confidence in uh, is my least favorite song in the record. Still a great song. Yeah. Still, it's like the best of it's, you know, the best of a great thing or whatever. Or the worst of a great thing. It's. That just speaks how highly this record is. I think it's actually, even though it's just an EP, I think it's better than the Young Culture debut LP, the the self-title from last year. And I think it's a much more polished sound that I think gives them a pretty big rocket up the ass to go a lot of different This is a a huge step in the right direction for... And it's not even like they were in the wrong one. I think this is just a great follow-up. You know what it is? It's the perfect slice. Like Hot Mulligan did it too. They released a banger of a record in 2020, Obviously, with COVID, it's really tough to get a full length going. They didn't want people to sleep on them. Tours are coming back. You want to release some new music. So you put out a five-song EP and call it a day. 
This is a great strategy, and Young Culture just did it too, probably better than Hot Mulligan. Uh, you know, Hot Mulligan's got two bangers on that record, maybe three. This one's got five, and I love it. It's one of my favorite EPs of the year so far. So I would highly recommend it to anybody who's not even a pop punk person. This is like just a good old fashioned alternative rock record too. Is, it, I, it, I it's fifteen it. minutes. I mean, it's not not a long record at all. You you could sit through it. You can sit through a lot of things. <laughs> look, I, I mean, like, you I, ended I, that I, very abruptly. I didn't know if you were still talking. No, no. Like I was going to say, just like you know, it's not going to take you all day. It's quick, fifteen minutes. Boom, in out. I had good vibes through it. It wasn't like a Debbie Downer. You listen to a record, you're in the dumps. It's not like you're listening to Stained. Like I, I had good vibes <laughs> off this record. You drive to Wawa and back. You can have the whole thing listened to. You know, you go to exactly. you, go, you go to the Walmart. Maybe, maybe not our Dunkin' Donuts. No, no, definitely our, not our, our Dunkin'. Too long. But when you, you know, if you go to Walmart, maybe it'll pass the time while you're waiting in the one line. They have 44 registers. Only one of them's open and <laughs> yeah. it'll pass the time a little bit. I think it's a great record. I mean, I hey, let's it. not let's not pick on Walmart Giants. The same shit. I see both things open every time there's lines out the damn door. You're not wrong. Giant go uh, Tuesdays at 7 a.m. and they'll be freshly stocked and no lines. That's my recommendation to you if you're a food shopper. Appreciate Sam. It. Sam, take us home. CGC, TCG, Spotlight of the Week. Spotlight this week, it's probably, I, I posted on IG, it's probably my favorite new Pokemon art that came out in the last 10 years. Oh, I love this card. This is the Tyranitar V from Single Strike Battle Styles. Just came out this year. Card 155 out of 163. And it's literally just Tyranitar passed out with plates and food that he just ate all over, like Goku in the anime, just plates everywhere food and he's on his back with drool coming out of his mouth he's passed out he's in a food coma and i i I just saw this card it was this and it was the um the golden houndoom they were the only two cards i wanted out of the whole battle style set and i I found this for a great price this is cgc graded at a mint nine centering nine surface nine corners nine and the edges are an eight five I, I just had to absolutely have this card. We know that Tyranitar is, is one of my favorite Pokemon. And just to, to see this art, so happy to have this in the collection. It'll go good with the shiny Charizard that's a mint nine. And since it's, you know, like I said, it just came out this year. There's only 34 total graded copies yet. And this is only on the PSA pop report because CG, not that I'm, not that I'm aware of yet, CGC for their TCG, I have yet to see a pop report. So hopefully we'll see that soon. So just going off the PSA pop report, there's only three eights, 10 nines, and 21 tens on the census. That is it. I mean, Tyranitar is that, that, that pseudo legendary like like Arcanine. Um, if, if you if you played Pokemon, Tyranitar, you could beat the entire leaf forward him. He he's the fucking shit. Tra- and it, Tyranitar is Gen 2's Dragonite. Yeah, it, it, that's exactly what he is. And it's his. Damn, his actually one attack is single strike crush. It does 240 damage, more than his HP. But that was your CGC TCG spotlight, Tyranitar V from Battle Styles. Like under 90 minutes, again, I thought where we were after TV, I was like, this is two hours. I held back during new Pokemon Snap DLC and Xbox Series S. You you know I could have gone on for 10 more minutes each. Oh, you, you could have probably went on two hours alone with Nintendo. I could have done a Nintendo. <laughs> exactly right. A Nintendo for an Xbox console. Everybody, this was episode 247, I think. What was it? 247, yeah. 247. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you next week. Uh, remember, next week, 
Suicide Squad comes out. We will be recording the day before, so we won't have impressions next week, but for 249. We just have uh, to avoid spoilers. Avoid spoilers. Spoiler free warning on that. We'll do spoiler free. We have to avoid spoilers till we see the damn movie. Yeah, for real. Um, And uh, I cannot wait to talk about that with everybody, but we hope you have a great week. Thanks so much for tuning in for 247, and we'll see you next week for episode 248. And next week is the return of the OG CGC Spotlight, and boy, it is a doozy. Woo!